Alrighty, so welcome to episode 86 of the Jez and Friends podcast. We're close to 100 now. So started off the year with 83, I think. So um, yeah, we're just grinding it out and um, having some good chats with mates. So today's episode, we've got Marley Wagner, who's a good mate from Melbourne New Ass Club. He's from Cairns, so you know, it's a long way away from mm. Melbourne, a lot warmer as well. You just got back there. So um, without further ado, we might start start with the running journey so tell me how you got into running molly yeah thank you joe um yes i start off i'm yeah from Kansas, as jerry said just studying at melbourne uni um so yeah basically how i got into the running journey um basically through the grassroots system i know grade grade five grade six is when i kind of started um it was in grade five where i I did my school cross country, um, then went to inter school, I think it is, and then basically just kept winning, like the regional Gosh. team, um, made the team, I think I won, and then, yeah, went to the Queensland School Sport Championships, and then, not sure the placing as, placings I got there, they weren't, weren't as great, but for a runner who hasn't been training and just was naturally fit through swimming and touch football and a bit of rugby league, um, that was pretty much the main foundations. And from there, grade five and six was just going to the Queensland School of Sports. Didn't really have too much interest. I was just fit, um, an active young young kid at 10, 11, 12 years old. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, got into grade seven, um, and then that's kind of where it shifted a bit. Um, as my other siblings, older brother and sister were running and cousins that were starting to get into the sport, um, I joined the running group in Cairns called Pace Project. Um, oh, shout out. Yep, shout out to them. Um, so they they were good, actually. They, that's where it really started and um, started training with them in grade seven through to pre- pretty much... I mean, I still train with them today in, in ways and race for them every now and then. Um, but, yeah, that that's pretty much the baseline. And then from there, I went grade 8, got a scholarship to Ipswich Grammar. Um, they were great, great athletic schools. They got the names like Joseph Dang, Gout Gout, and a few others to mention. Um, and, yeah, that really good athletic scholarship there. And that's kind of where I pursued just athletics and cross country the gps level so the highest level greater private schools in brisbane and um went on to like nationals and australian competitions and such as such and yeah that was it was really good actually so that that answers the question i guess that's the running journey so far and yeah yeah no it's such an amazing running journey you touched on like going from there to here and you know Lighting it up already at cross country season. Um, I reckon track's gonna be massive for you, so it'll be exciting to see there. Um, just quickly with cans again. Um, we spoke earlier about like training and the times you have to get up sometimes to train early before like for sunrises and the heat and all that. So talk us through what time you train and all that and the heat. Yeah. Um. In Cairns, it's definitely a different environment to Melbourne. Um, a lot smaller. Um, and just. Yeah, different weather, different temperature, a lot more humidity, I'd say. Um, it's just a different atmosphere to train in, but it's really, really good when, when you can get some good training in. Um, I'd say winter time right now 
it, I was just up there and it was pretty, it was still pretty warm, pretty humid, um, coming from Melbourne, but, um, it was manageable, I'd say, um, um, about, yeah, 5.30, I'd be training on a Tuesday, Thursday, um, kind of back end of the day, but when the sun's going down, it starts to get a bit cooler, and then, yeah, it's, I'd say it's just a lot harder to train, the conditions being so humid, it's, a lot of energy is taken out of the system um, and calories burnt. But, um, yeah, so that's that's for the sessions and then um, long runs and easy runs, depending whereabouts I train. Um, I'll probably do those in the mornings, um, especially for, for especially for long runs and easy runs. It's like, like 6, 6, six yeah. yes. Kind of, it's, a different, it's different up there, though, because yeah. you wake up earlier because it's warm and there's usually a lot of sun out. So, so you naturally get up earlier. Yeah, you naturally get up earlier compared to down here. Um, and then if I'm doing easy runs, like, say, Wednesday, Friday, um, for instance, I'd probably want to do them about 5.30 at the moment. Um, that's winter. And then when summer comes, um, it's very tough. I'd say mornings would be the go-to. And then... Arvos that are really like late and then yeah just mainly mornings i'd say and with um quickly going back to training what would a typical week look like for you in terms of like mileage like your favorite sessions and all that um yeah mileage probably like threshold 70 80 k's yeah um that's where i'm really training for a bigger race and an event um over the weeks um trainings I do like the shorter distance and track season sets. Um, that'd be like 400, 600, some 800s, maybe a few 1Ks. Um, and then I do like monas, kind of on-off. Um, Just like a... Thresholds. Light, like, yeah. yeah. Um, kind of like two minutes on, two minutes off, or one minute on, one minute off, and then kind of really switching the intensities up. I really enjoy that. Um, and, yeah, it's just... At the moment, it's been longer reps, so it's, it's enjoyable after the session, but during the session, if it's like one mile reps or 2K reps, it's always always pretty tough. Um, mm. And it's kind of just knuckling those first few down and then you kind of can see the enjoyment towards the back end of the set once you're, once you're done it, actually. <laughs> so, no, nah, that's True. always the case. But, no, nah, it's those smaller sessions where it's intensity is changing and less distance to run is always, always fun, especially if you're on track and you can kind of just really tear it up. So, yeah. <laughs> no, looking forward to that, mate. Because track, we, we talk the talk, but we should walk the walk, isn't it, right, mate? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, we'll, yeah. Not saying anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Nah. But like, yeah, we'll yeah. back our training up for sure. That's, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's awesome getting to know your training and like how like some people in Melbourne take it for granted like, they don't have to get up as early to do long runs and all that. But, yeah, if you're living in a hotter climate, you're going to get cooked if you go out on a long run at, like, let's say, 11 a.m. or something. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, just quickly, again, talk me through this um, college ambition because if you don't talk about it, like, it's not going to, you know, become something more. So, yeah, let's chat about that. Yeah, okay. Um. So, yeah. College is probably always always maybe a goal a goal there. Um, with running and just pursuing pursuing the dream. Um, 
But yeah, at the moment for me, it's just knuckling down, focusing, because I'm at Melbourne Uni and getting the running and academics done. Um, yeah. And really furthering my times at the moment. Um, have bigger ambitions of running um, the 3K and 1500 as well. So, and even possibly 5K would be on the card. So, and steeplechase. So, those kind of distances vary between, yeah, 15 pretty much to 5K. Um, and yeah, just, I say getting, getting my times better and racing, just getting as much race experience. Cause that's where, that's where good running happens and mm. you're able to see, see change and, um, yeah, just get quicker. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be very interesting. Cause college, yeah. You have so many blokes from Queensland going there and the likes of, um, noticing a few others in Victoria, it just motivates like a lot of us in that, like kind of what 19 to 20 year olds well yeah molly's well we're all still 18 but yeah that 19 age group is a big one because it'll be first year of college and you get like four years there so you make the most of it with a uni degree and also like most of them get accommodation all that all um paid for so that's a really good opportunity if you want to follow that for running um awesome mate um let's chat about cans now so growing up there Obviously, it's a lot of fun because it's near the Great Barrier Reef, as you said to me, um, like Magnetic Island as well, the jet skis. Talk me through that. Yeah, um, I'm actually very grateful growing yeah. up in Cairns. It gave me gave me the connections and the grounding, I'd say, where most other bigger cities don't give you that grounding and embedded in you. Um, but yeah, I... It's always good to go. It's always a place I love to go back. Um, family, friends, mm-hmm. um, connections, culture, and just people that enjoy back up, back up in Cairns. Um, yeah, as Jerry Jerry touched on, I'd say yeah, it's it's a good good lifestyle work life balance. I'd say um, yeah, because I go out to the reef quite a lot um, on jet skis and go fishing and diving, and yeah, it's really picture perfect out there on a really nice day when you score it nice and this when the sun's out it's just beautiful with the clear waters um and then there's rainforest waterfalls and um a few others like that mm. that were it's always good to go to and it's just really chill lifestyle um everyone's really float friendly up there it's a lot smaller like community wise um and yeah it's just really nice um in the back end of the year like in the summer, it does get pretty warm. However, um, <laughs> it's one thing I'm still unsure. Years. I'm sh- unsure of. It's not so that much the heat. I'd say it's just the humidity that really takes it out of you, and you just get really drained. I'm sure if the Melbourne Melbourne guys and guys like Jerry from <laughs> down here go up there, they would yeah, the beer. I don't know. It'd be had... a bit of a melting yeah. point um, in summer. Like, no, nah, it's, yeah, it's a really nice spot to have grown up yeah. in and always go back and enjoy it on holidays. So, yeah. I think I was telling Marley when I was in Gold Coast early in January, I was dying and had, like, shirts off every day. Um, but, yeah, as a Team Reese kid, I should be able to handle it because our summer is, is, like, 30 degrees humidity as well. So, yeah, we'll see when I'm up in Cairns with Marley probably in the summer down there if i can handle it mate do you reckon i can yeah um yeah <laughs> no no, comment. we'll see we'll see yeah. we'll see when he really gets there and oh see shit how i couldn't control that yeah yeah right. oh it's hilarious um yeah and with your jet skis how quick can you um go on it like case wise um 
depending where you are and the conditions, I would say on the reef, you probably wouldn't want it. They get up to almost 120k <laughs> now. Um, you lose control, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does feel a bit light at that speed, especially because you're on a jet ski. It's like like a motorbike essentially, and um, not like a car where you can just be relaxed in. You've got the air coming at your face at 120k now. It's a bit of it's pressure a bit bumpy, when yeah. when there's a bit of wave and a bit of swell. It can really feel light and quite <laughs> quite sketchy, but. Um, out in the reef and that probably sitting like 80k an hour 90k an hour or sometimes 60k an hour depending on wave waves as well but Mm. yeah if it's on the lake yeah it could get up to 100k an hour but (laughs) even then it's like it's a bit uncomfortable um going that quick because it's like yeah it feels light and hitting little bits of wave can really like throw the front up and yeah but yeah that's it's really really good (laughs) <laughs> that's an amazing story mate you'd love to you know jump on a jet ski and see how we go um and with um the barrier reef is the coral like i know touching a few years ago i watched this documentary and it was all like heavily bleached is it like slow recovering with like what happened with covid and all that or like is it still a bit grim like what's that um like? well to be fair i don't pay too much respect and to science um of it all but <laughs> I do believe, yeah, there has been parts and you can kind of notice it where it's bleached and um, the weather conditions and mm. um, really have changed changed the coral and global warming, as they say. Yeah. Um, and there's some parts, though, that are, that are recovering. Nice, yeah. um, and there's a lot of still, like, I know everywhere I go, there's not too much dead coral. There's a bit every now and then, um, depending where you are. But that might have been dead for like the last forty years or so. So yeah. I haven't noticed it too much um, where I am. But yeah, I'd say I'd say there's still overall, because it's such a large scale, there would be a fair bit dying um, and bleached because of the um, the warmth up there that they do get. And yeah, I do believe that some of it's dying, and they might need action slowly coming in a few years. So. Um, just re- regrowth and recreate but i believe there is some like a fair bit of regrowth happening at the moment um especially up there at the moment so it's kind of yeah left and right but no nah, i believe it's still all right no oh, that's good mate yeah i don't want to be going there and yeah the coral being all gone so <laughs> i want to see a little bit of it hopefully so fingers crossed there um we want to touch quickly on the nrl here because in Melbourne, AFL is probably the largest sport, and Miley probably gets sick of all of us talking about AFL, but NRL is the main sport in Sydney, I know, with my cousins down there and um, in Queensland as well. So, you know, talk me through your love for St. George Illawarra um, and just how the system works down there, what you guys do. Um, yeah, so it's it's a different ball game, um, especially up in North Queensland as such, and Brisbane, I know that for sure. Um the rugby league programs are really big up in, up in Cairns because that's where a bit of the um, influence comes in from Cowboys and Broncos and Gold Coast Titans mm-hmm. and now Dolphins. So there's all the grassroots program hap- programs happening everywhere. Um, it was just on the weekend. Um, I was at my cousin's A-grade game and, yeah, so it's and our, like rugby league, obviously. So it's it's different, different but... Um, up there, you kind of 
he kind of just embedded ingrained with rugby league um because there's no there's no there's only Brisbane Lions and Gold Coast um sons up there in Queensland so um you kind of just get embedded with that but it's yeah St George at the moment has been <laughs> just like North Melbourne yeah it's yeah. not hasn't been the best season again I don't think because it's much much that I hate to say it but um yeah it's it's a process of process of getting better I guess it was just on the weekend now the two bottom teams were fighting for the wooden spoon essentially um so there's in I think they're in sixteenth position, second last or third last at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not doing the best, but um, yeah, the rugby league programs up there, it's it's a different ball game. So they got like your grassroots, like kind of like down here, they have VFL, there's QRL, um, and oh, there's right, other yeah. levels of um, rugby league in your local clubs and kind of just situated in every town. Um, so it's a lot of rugby league kids running around and it's a good it's good atmosphere actually i really liked it but coming down here i've still gotten around afl because i in brisbane i did have a slightly bit of an influence on mm. um afl so i went to a few lions brisbane lions games and so i'm a Lions supporter oh now. yeah you're um you're a fair player <laughs> um started. charlie cameron yeah um, <laughs> no nah, they've been doing pretty good actually um i do like lions and like how they go about their stuff. Um, but no, that's pretty much the influence and that's yeah, rugby leagues. I haven't gotten sick of the AFL yet, but um it's kinda ingrained with it when you come down here and yeah, just push to follow an AFL team and go to the AFL. But no, <laughs> I'm enjoying it so so far so good. But which footy team do you hate the most? We all know it. Um as an AFL team? Yeah, as an AFL yeah, team. Probably Collingwood. <laughs> yeah, probably Collingwood. Yeah. That's the way no one likes them. What about NRL, actually? Who do you hate the most? Um, in NRL, um, I was thinking, yeah, Panthers. I don't really hate 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 any NRL teams, to be fair. But, yeah, probably Panthers. Um, yeah. Just... The bandwagon. Yeah, music. kind of a bandwagon. Just yeah. not, my, well, not my cup of tea. Just, yeah. Not, not the best best rugby league um team to support i'd say but that's just coming from coming from myself so yeah <laughs> that's right i don't know who i hate and then i don't know i'll go for storm because i live in melbourne yeah that's fair yeah state of origin i love queensland like even when i was really little i still know like not much about nrl but i always love watching like cam smith play because he played with the storm billy slater and all that first thing as well i remember watching a little bit mm. of that that was probably the golden years, right? And now yeah. the youngsters are stepping up. So maybe touch on the state of origin and how much that means to like the Queenslanders and obviously the New South Wales people as well. Um, yeah, state of origin. It's just between New South Wales and Queensland. It's it's like the epitome of um, rugby league. Um, it just it's the it's the top. Like you can't get any better than that. Um, it's really enforced with the heritage and the the game um within the game and it's just tradition it's gone on i don't know for how many years but um there's it's always it's always spoken about in the media especially in both new south wales and queensland there's a lot of rivalry hate and um like argument and tetrament between both teams um Mm. but no it's it's really big up in queensland um 
everyone everyone is back in a team, whether New South Wales or Queensland. Um, everyone just really gets around it. You'd see pubs. I know there was a game in Suncorp and the whole city was lit up with um, Queensland Ramones. That's the thing in Melbourne, I would say. Relaxed. That's it doesn't have have that type of culture, especially I know like when Sydney were winning in twenty twenty one, um not Sydney but um New South Wales, Sydney was like really lit up and clubs and pubs and wherever you go would have New South Wales um things and with their sponsorships like um Forex Gold across Queensland that's rolled out everywhere. They have um advertisement everywhere, um campaigns, it's just massive, like absolutely huge. So yeah, it's always it's always a big big game and everyone usually gets around it so it's good um brings a lot of money mm. to the economy and yeah stimulates it stimulates it so it's good yeah no it's beautiful mate and you kind of grow up wanting to wear that maroons jumper is that kind of like enforced if it yeah. is yeah um to be fair i was never a maroon supporter oh, right. um i i i could still go quietly for the blues because oh, i guess yeah. dad and um Dad and um, Illawarra, um, because he's from New South. Yeah, yeah. that had a big influence on me, and I kind of like I always liked my like first and that, but there was always just always went for the blue the blue colors. So that's it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But no, there's there's always that dream of um, playing for the state and where whether it be by being both. Because at the end of the day, that's. That's usually like the epitome of it all. Mm. Um, it comes down there, yeah, state first state, mate first mate. So it's always, it would always be the dream for every young kid watching the NRL essentially. Mm. Oh, it's amazing, mate, to hear, yeah. Interesting in blues, mate. I didn't realise, I assumed you were a Maroon supporter, but yeah. No, it's always good to um, support like the blues as well. Um, yeah, it's interesting with Melbourne because we don't have. Something like that. We used to do like an EJ Wooden Legends game. So all the legends of AFL would join in for this charity game supporting men's prostate cancer. And they'd just play um like a one-off friendly game between the Vic All-Stars where you wear like Team Vic stuff and the um other team. I forgot the name, name of it. But yeah, we just need more of that in Melbourne just to liven up a bit during finals because um, it's kind of dead besides that. Um... I want to touch quickly on our race tomorrow just because we haven't talked about it. So we're racing States Bondura and because speaking about Maroons in New South Wales, there's a Team Vic jumper on the line. Um, growing up playing AFL, you didn't really get like state jumpers on the line this or that. It was mainly just interleague. But like the Team Vic jersey would look pretty sick, Molly, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, that's the goal tomorrow. Yeah. Um, What's the tactics? <laughs> tactics and Bandura's being an 8K course, two laps yeah. of hills essentially. It's a very hilly course, so 4K loops. Um, it should be good. I'm going to give it, give it out all for that, for the um, Vic, Vic team jumper. But um, no, it'll, it should be good. Um, tactics, just... Really relax that first four k and make sure I got plenty in the bank in the second four k because I know, I know it'll be a tough course, a lot of fatigue playing mm. in, um, and then yeah, just being eight k very very tough. So you just gotta make sure you got plenty in plenty in the bank with four k two k to go, mm. and just really hammer it home and bring it home. So yeah, 
Yeah, we've carb-loaded with pizza tonight. Um, so hopefully that gets us that extra, like, 2K to go, you know, when you're, like, hurting and, yeah, that gets us going. i got to get on the waters as well. Um, we'll cut this bit out, don't worry. Um, I wanted to quickly touch on the degree because most people, um, you know, who go to Melbourne Uni do your cliche, like, arts program or, you know, your biomed and this and that, like... To be fair, both of us are doing like a bit more random, like it's not as, you know, your popular kind of degrees, like I'm doing journalism and you're doing design, so you want to talk more about the degree and, you know, the internships you've done and stuff? Yeah, um, so yeah, as Jerry said, I'm doing Bachelor of Design, majoring in construction and property, so that'll get me into hopefully project management and construction management, um, then we'll... Also, with that property side, property evaluator, etc., and a few of those property jobs and estimators and stuff. But um, yeah, so with my degree, it's it's pretty, it's kind of well known, but with the majority of people not studying it, so um, where they'd be doing their biomedicine, commerce, and um, science degrees and other stuff like that. Um, design's got its own faculty, so it's mm. big in its ways, um, in people, maybe not as, as such, but it's still, yeah, it's still pretty big, um, but yeah, it's, it's a good degree, I'm enjoying it, so doing well, my, just completed my first semester, so that went right, um, interning in, in, in the city of Melbourne, actually, at Slattery, which is Quantity the Vain place, um, I picked up this internship. I think it was in the newsletter and just applied, um, gave them an email and they that she allows because it's an internship scholarship. Um, oh, that's amazing. So it worked out well, actually. So did that for a bit of experience and then had just completed my other internship in Cairns. That was just for the mid-semester uh, mid break um, for through, just over three weeks. Um, that was for RPS, which is a big project management company. I really enjoyed that, actually, working on some of the bigger um, projects in North Queensland. Um, and it was interesting seeing the scope of works and different scale, scale of works and how it runs on site mm. and um, how people manage, manage people essentially and manage contracts and money and all sorts of different stuff. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Bit of money, bit of pocket money as well. <laughs> Always helps. So, no, yeah. That's beautiful, mate, yeah. Um, and as you said, like working with these like directors and people higher up, kind of what's it like, you know, you're next to like a big dog in the room and they've got like the degrees and experience, whereas you're, you know, interning, how do you feel in that room and kind of what's the vibe there, man? Um, <laughs> well, when you go to internship, it's always, you always feel welcome depending yeah, on where great. you work. Um, I was, I felt pretty welcomed, um, and just having, having, being able to network and talk to them, they were really experienced, obviously, but they are always back down to earth. Like they, they're once in your position, so they, they were um, understanding of that, and they wanted you to learn the most you could. Um, so yeah, it was it was really good actually, just being able to talk to them about their experiences, what what their take uh, from things were, and how how their advice really helps you stimulate your career and. Um, gets the passion and involvement within the industry and internships that worked out well. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good. And any cheeky questions you've asked them? Or? 
Um, just more about career stuff, yeah. Yeah, kind of, it'd mostly just be about, um, it'd be questions about um, how the project's running, um, how, how are they going to hit the milestones in two weeks if mm-hmm. there's issues occurring right now. Um, and kind of just general questions like that I was not sure of and yeah what their advice and their take on things were so that was it no awesome thanks for sharing that mate now we move on to some funny stories we love this segment because it brings out the best in us um Marley do you have any funny stories from like obviously you've been with the club for four and a half months now so do you remember any like early on or like recently or just back in Queensland as well. Um, <laughs> with the club, I'd say a funny story was with Lewis. Um, <laughs> Lewis used to he used to run with us. Well, he supposedly still does. Still I'd do- say he, he hasn't in, he hasn't said he's quit, he's been on um, quit hiding. Or, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just hasn't been showing up to training. Um, it was a funny story when he wore his um, two dollar I think as a Gold Coast Australia kit from the Merchandise <laughs> Australia School. Um, that was just a funny training session. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he's a funny guy and some of the funny stories that he's said and um, brought to training always brings the banter. So. Yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, so that was, yeah, one of mine. I remember when he tried to offer Reese that signal <laughs> and Reese quickly just said, nah, yeah. nah, mate. Yeah, you could, you could tell it was a... Um, a type of bogan bogan singlet um yeah with the australian it looked a bit um how you going um it's more just for the souvenir yeah type, like for tourists yeah yeah it's not it's not one you'd be wearing around and wearing to a running running it's not like race a team or Vic or you know team Queen's and there's yeah. another one where you wore his adidas shorts the adidas <laughs> white shorts to the race and was just questioning whether he'd be right to run in those because they as you know they're yeah. adidas shorts they were cotton i think they were Jeez. They were made, they're like more stylish type of shorts. They weren't running shorts as such. They weren't even like polyester or anything like that. Yeah. Um, that probably cost us a minute or two in that gel park <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and they were wide as well in a muddy course, so you could just imagine how yeah. that water went down. Um, um, yeah, so... Something else, and taking selfies funny. in the cool down. I think when we were doing the cool down with Louis, he was taking photos of a lake and... Yeah, uh, it was just the lake didn't offer much, but uh, I mean respect. He he thought he did so. Um, fair enough. There. <laughs> um, any honourable mentions with the uni boys? Oh, Steve Langdon. He he needs to get in the podcast. He's a pretty funny bloke, isn't he? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I reckon all the boys just need to get around it. Um, yeah, we've had a few it, on. Yeah, right? have boys and beers and do a bit of a podcast with <laughs> with Jez. So yeah. nah, it's, it's really good. Nah, good fun, man. I'm sure tomorrow. Um, whatever happens, we're going to reminisce this and, yeah, chat about it next time as well. Um, so we move on to best advice, Marley. This one um, is more like kind of a quote you've grabbed from someone or anyone like that's given you some good motivation over the years, like an athlete as well, possibly. Yeah, um, I don't have like the best quotes, I'd say, but it's mainly the words. Yeah, um, right. Just take the opportunities. Um, that was always one that was always said opportunity and just being able to take that and um take the opportunity even if you're unsure of it um where it could take you because you're never you're never sure of where you might end up and if if you hadn't taken the opportunity yeah you wouldn't know so it's always good to take the opportunities and and get out there and another quote um was put in what you get out so um 
if you put in, an, um, put in a lot of effort, yeah. you can see there's going to be a future award just constantly there. So if you put in the effort at training, like, for instance, like um, last last term or last semester, um, yeah, I could see my results bettering from mm. a third, third in the Vic 10K um, was one. Um, I was training good up to then and, yeah, race good. So, yeah, and I could see myself especially this coming track season where it's a lot closer and tighter racing. Um, I could see myself, if I'm constantly hitting the times, I'll be able to um, put in that hard work and get the result I require or want. So, yeah, it's just put in that work and, yeah, you'll seek the rewards. And that could be, you might not see the results so quick and they might not happen so quick, but if you're constantly putting that work in over a five-year, ten-year period, whatever, you you will see results and you'll start seeing them happen significantly. Yeah, that's awesome. It's just like anything really. If you keep putting in the yards like week in week out, that's where it pays off. Because we know those people, um, like who let's say train hard for two months and then go into hiding for the next two months. That's where, like, you're not gonna get as many gains as someone like yourself or others in our squad. Like our whole squad trains year in year out. That's where you know, you're going to see that jump in the next three to four years. Because um, we're, like, we're 18, 19. We've still got, like, our best years of track ahead. Isn't that right, mate? Yeah, for sure. Um, we're not we're not settling down just yet, <laughs> so we've got plenty, plenty to go. And yeah. only up onwards and upwards from here. So these, this will only be the beginning for the, for the um, racing and track season. So there's heaps more to come as well. Yeah, and yeah, I hold you to that because yeah, during track season, I think that's where we make our gains when we pull up this footage and you know, make a clip of PBs left, right, and center. So that'll be amazing, mate. And a good segue, mate. Twenty twenty three. We're halfway through already. Um, obviously, track season's a main goal for both of us. So maybe touch on a few goals there, a few goals with uni, and just life, mate. Um. Yeah, it's always good to have goals, smart goals. Um, goals, even Very if they're smart. ambitious as well. You might have a ten ten year goal that you want to be in the Olympics, but you need to break that down and see how you're going to get there. Essentially, um, so some of my goals this year, um, training for, just to get um track season was one of my goals. Um, the shorter term goal will be nationals coming up. It was tomorrow's a goal making the big team um hopefully it's in that top 10 um area maybe um has been a goal and to yeah sit in that even at nationals hopefully top 10 top 12 and under 20s would be really ultimate um to see how i go there because i've been putting the work so hopefully hopefully i can see some reward from that um and goals track season come by um just being able to go like um an eight thirty in the three k um mm. I believe I can I can run eight forty um last year so oh, I want to go sub eight thirty and see what I can really do um if that's maybe running an eight forty five one week two weeks later I can do eight thirty five I don't know like just goals like that where I can see myself persisting and overcoming and just being resilient with it um. And goals, goals with uni, just getting, putting that effort in that uni and um, putting the effort in um, and getting good grades back um, and just the smaller stuff and the 1% is the training, um, doing a small diet 
had, um, having a good diet and <laughs> rolling and stuff, stuff like that, where I can see that's going to improve my overall effort come two weeks' time. So, yeah, stuff like that really helps at the end of the day. Yeah, I like what you said there with um, the diet and 1% is because a lot of kids our age, we, like we like to party a bit. Um, when you're doing that consistent, like eating a lot of fruit, like a fruit a day is like something my dad always says to me. So like if you get that right and, you know, you recover. F- I know foam rolling is massive for you. Just like I always try and foam roll after each run. So if you don't do that, that's where you start getting injuries and whatnot. So you kind of you reinforce that yeah you want to be able to keep showing up yeah for sure um yeah if i'm saying there's one percent it's i was i was told by by a few coaches that i've been with over the years um jill bolts and pace project uh, she was an olympian actually um she told me about the one percenters i remember on training camps and stuff as well as Jaden russ and brisbane athletics coach um yeah kind of just what you put in is what you get out and just being smart smarter with your running like you might be able to train better um or there might be a kid that's your age just running better than you but um he's having nine and a half hours of sleep you're only having seven or six hours of sleep a night um you're coming back from training um not having the right food and recovery um you know, the small things that you don't really think about usually. Like it could be doing a core session after you run um, mm-hmm. on an easy day as well as rolling. And you're not doing that, but someone else is. And I feel like that that's the big one percenters. Um, that's the one percenters where you, we, we need to be doing those smaller things. And that's where, that's where your time will improve by probably substantially. It could be up to three seconds. In just a few weeks mm. and stuff like that. Yeah, PB is always a PB, and you know tracks gonna be very hard. So, I think if we keep pushing each other, that's you know onwards and upwards from there. Any last shout outs you wanna um mention? Any special honourable mention? Yeah, um, I just like to say firstly shout out to Jerry for having this podcast, hey, um, and shout out to Melbourne Uni Athletics Club, um, and all the team there. I'd say they really need to get around this podcast. Support <laughs> my boy Jez out. Free jazz and um yeah, and yeah. Thank you for the podcast.